mom is such a liar. She's probably got an explanation. Like what? She's evil? I hate her. I so wish she wasn't my mom. No, you're overreacting. Craig, my father is brain damaged. Well, at least you have a dad. Last time I checked, you had two. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Welcome to All Aboot Degrassi, the show where we deliver episodes via home birth every week. What? <laughs> Why would anyone do that? I, you know what, I'm just glad I'm not uh, responsible for making those kinds of decisions ever in my life. Am I small-minded? Am I stepping on someone's traditions by saying that's a really weird thing to do? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I know it carries like increased risks it seems according to like the studies that I've like you know like looked at via Wikipedia but um I don't know I'm not an expert I'm just glad I don't have to make that kind of decision yeah you know uh but you know I respect women's rights to choose home birth um welcome I'm Hi. I'm Evan Goodrich <laughs> I'm Nick Sahoya we are back sorry we took a couple weeks off because we were both on a little writing deadline but we are mm -hmm. still basking in the glow of our glorious season two finale with the most amazing Degrassi superfan, Lindy West. She's great. Did you have fun listening to that episode, listener? I had fun listening to it. When I, I had fun it, doing listener. it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we love Wendy. We, lo we, love, we love Wendy. I we love Wendy Lest. Wendy Lest. Wendy Lest. So, yeah, we took a little break. We had a little, uh, of, not a summer vacation, but, you know, like a smaller break. We're, on, we're not on like a semester system here. We're on like a year-round Oh, system. So it was, yeah, it was like a yeah. spring break. It was like an extended spring break, okay, sure. right? So, but we're back. We're yes. back with the the summer, uh, not semester, but summer quarter or whatever. Oh, it's because this is a show about a school. I That's see right. That's right. I thought you were just using it as a general metaphor, but it ties in. It does. Because it does. we're talking about we're, the we're, events of a, a high school. We're, we're doing a podcast <laughs> about Degrassi. Um, oh. uh, so we are on season three. Season three. We're on season three, and we're on season three of this podcast, which is very exciting. Yeah, so to speak. So to speak. Yeah. I suppose it's looser here, but yes. Yeah, Why? Do you think it's I, semester three? No. <laughs> Do you want to keep this I know, I going? No, I suppose. Like, yeah, we'll call it season three. Sure. Okay, cool. um, <laughs> so season three. Uh, Do you like season three, Nick? I think season three is a great season. I think this was a weird way to jump in. <laughs> well, okay. So I consider if season two is like when this show starts growing the beard, as they say, season three is like, yeah, do you not know this phrase? No, but okay, keep going. Okay, so this sure. is like, so this is a TV trope. If you're on tvtropes.org, as I have been for most of my life, um, this is a trope where it's like growing the beard refers to like when a... To, like specifically like a tv series like gets good like oh. that's when like it's like starts off like okay and then they grow the beard and that's like oh this show has like come into its own it is matured uh which i think is originally a reference to s some iteration of star trek i'm not a trekkie i don't know star trek sounds like uh um the the patrick stewart one that's his name, right? Well, I, I almost yeah, said Patrick Wilson. Yes, no, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Patrick Wilson is uh, the Conjuring. Patrick Wilson could be in Star Trek. He'd fit right in. Sure, I guess. Patrick Wilson, if you're listening to this, and we know you are, go out for that Star Trek audition. Don't I... think that you won't fit in that universe. You would mesh perfectly. 
<laughs> he would make a good Captain Kirk. He does kind of have that that face. Oh, um, I didn't even mean as like a pre-existing character. I just oh, think well, if I saw him standing in a Star Trek scene, I would be like, what what do I know? I don't he, even. He I looks at home. I don't know Star Trek, but he just has a Captain Kirk face. Um, I think it's Commander Riker, and that's just I I've only seen the Next Generation a little bit. Hey, Next Generation, like this show. Just yeah, just like this show. I I've only seen a little bit of Next Generation, but I think that's the guy with the beard that they're talking. Uh, then, about. And he grows the beard, I and that's like the and that's like when that show got good. Apparently, is like when he, that character grew the beard. So I consider like season two of Degrassi: The Next Generation is when the show starts growing the beard. But season three, we have like full on like braided Gimli Lord of the Rings beard at this point. It's like it's this is the best beard you're saying. We have a great beard going on by season three. Uh, not this episode, though. Not, was, not this, this episode. This is weird and bad. I did um, not like this. <laughs> um, so today we are discussing, of course, the season three premiere, two part premiere, uh, Father Figure, which is named after the song by George Michael. Which, if you if you listen to the song, it's an interesting choice considering the subject matter of that song. What's it about? Okay, so um, basically, it like takes the idea of father figure. It's like a much more Freudian um, interpretation, like like oh, like no. like like, uh, like daddy. Like he'll be your daddy. Um, oh, I, well, it is a George Michael song. So it is a George Michael song, so it makes, it, it makes sense. But it is like for this episode, it's like. Okay, it's like that works if you only knew the title of the song. If you're, if you just like were scrolling, they're often doing and you, that. Well, they're no, it's true. Not it's true. looking at what the song but actually the, is. But this one, I just want. I had some. I wrote down some of the lyrics just to give you an idea. So sure. the chorus: <laughs> I will be your father figure. Put your tiny hand in mine. I will be your preacher teacher. Anything you have in mind. And and uh, then there's another line where um, he expresses a desire to be bold and naked at your side so oh dear not not uh apropos for this episode but um a fun uh, song good song okay i'm it's weird because once you describe the lyrics i think i'm like hearing the song in my head now and i'd never realized that's what that song was about i will be your yeah. father i know yeah, this song. oh yeah oh yeah it's a good song uh but it's a, good uh, song. a weird a weird choice for title of this episode but i guess that's the they love George tradition. michael is this not like the third i think it's because wasn't second. there a wham one too there was oh maybe there was careless whisper last yeah. season so which is you know obviously a classic but this um, episode's weird from the get-go what's up with this uh, well, I wanted to african put... inspired <laughs> okay no no no, 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 no. <laughs> what was this? i want to i want to talk about this but we also have a new opening i want to acknowledge the new opening the, the african music happens before the opening <laughs> you're right but but you're all about going in order we're no, talking about the african music. i know okay okay fine okay okay we'll talk about the okay so this episode opened with spike seemingly going into labor and emma and snake are trying to prepare for the home birth because of course of course spike mm-hmm. is the person to do a home birth it's yes just like crunchy granola all about, mom all, all the way about interesting choice absolutely this, this mother <laughs> um and uh and so we have this like afro beat chanting music playing which is like apparently the motif for spike's labor in this episode it was very weird i thought it was like in I thought it was like in line for like the Lion King ride. No, it's like, very Lion King. It was weird. Well, okay. So I was trying to figure out because I wanted to be more um, precise in like the kind. Because obviously, like when you say like African music, well, Africa is a giant continent. So yes. I, like, I wanted to try to like just for my own uh, education, be like, okay, what kind of music? Because it's like I feel like you hear this a lot, like this yeah. this genre. So I was like, okay, surely there's a name for it. I could not. 
hone in on it. I didn't do a ton of research, to be fair, but I was like trying to figure out what specifically this is. But yeah, it was just like giving Lion King. Yeah. Very Lion King. If, if anyone's a music expert or specifically knows about African music and subgenres please, within the continent, please school us. Send us some info. All about Degrassi. <laughs> I haven't looked at the thing in two weeks, but I will log in now that we're doing the season again. <laughs> I, I will say, in my very, uh, lackluster research i did stumble upon the fact that like there are a lot of like childbirth songs in certain oh. cultures in africa i don't remember which ones this is my ha- uh half-hearted research well i mean I like, there's always a slim chance that someone within the degrassi production is bringing a, an aspect of their culture or, or even some form of cultural appreciation rather than appropriation maybe that's what's going on here but it is you know a show with mostly white people, and it's the early 2000s, so whenever it's race stuff, I am skeptical. I will say, Spike definitely seems like the kind of person to listen to world music, so... She does, yeah. She's sick of the pogues. It hurts her ears now. Now she just wants to sit around and listen to, like, pleasant, like, beats and, uh... What's the, uh, like, pan flute music? I feel mm, like she listens to mm, a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but then we get the reveal, or Spike reveals that this was all just a drill, and Emma is, like, super fucking annoyed by this. I would be annoyed. I feel like we get it. And also, you're really putting a burden on your family. How about go to a hospital where there's trained experts, you know, and you don't have to make your, what, 14-year-old daughter assist in your labor? That's just, I'm sorry. I get that. This is the thing, is maybe it's really important traditionally to someone. I don't want, I want to be careful about this. But it just seems like a selfish... You're being very careful. It seems like a selfish white lady thing. That's that's what it seems like to me. <laughs> I want to be very careful and say, if you do this, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be really careful with some of the stuff in this episode. There's a lot of stuff in this episode. <laughs> um. So, really, really quickly. So, we have a, a new opening. Yeah, we're, we're doing this chronologically. Wait, now we can talk about <laughs> um, And just to, just a note. So, like, so, we have Spike and Joey and Caitlin... And Ellie and Hazel and Marco, they have all been promoted to star billing. Yes. And the, they get a little, the camera's swooping around the Degrassi. Mm-hmm. Marco gets the logo. Marco gets the logo and it's not on his butt. It's not an RIP to the Degrassi butt girl. I think they, I think she died. <laughs> <laughs> I think being on the show, it was sort of like a Horcrux situation. And when she was no longer the intro, she ceased to exist. <laughs> It wasn't a painful death. She just evaporated into the ether. Right. Just like Voldemort <laughs> in the last bad movie mm-hmm. that they made. Um, okay. So it's the first day of the school year at Degrassi. And Emma is now a freshman. And we do some like quick checking in on a lot of the cast members. So really quickly. So Paige and Spinner, they're officially going steady AF. And Spinner is now calling Paige Honeybee. It's very, very sweet. Very adorable. Very adolescent. Uh, this delivery of honeybee was really upsetting honeybee it said it seemed like they did a lot of takes and that was they're they like okay i guess that one well it's a i mean it's a cringe it's a cringe thing to call someone but they're teenagers i don't know they're allowed to be cringe they asked craig to say a lot of cringy things and he's just a good actor and it, he does well, we'll get to things. the cringy things he says um <laughs> so okay so spinner is also stuck repeating grade nine english which is like that'll come up later um yes and he and Jimmy are apparently still on bad terms because of MP3 player gate from season two. Yeah, but didn't what 
Is that the only thing? Didn't they try and become friends again and some other shit happen? What am I thinking no, of? No, they had like a whole, like, because at the end of season oh, two. Oh, no, I'm thinking of when he almost made up with Sean, but then Sean trashed the party. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and then Craig, Craig, uh, Craig and Craig. Ash, Craig, uh, and Ashley are also going steady and she has a new do. I, do you like this hair? I kind of do. I really do. I kind of do. I she think looks it's kind of fierce. Yeah. Again, it's still giving like Riot Girl. Like, yeah. It's still, totally like, I, I, I love yeah. it. It's very punk. And honestly, it's a little less forced than the like hard 80s goth that she was doing before. It I feels think like a natural early. evolution. Yes. Right. It feels like that was her trying out new things last season yes. and this is where she's like okay this is my style and i'm comfortable with this yes i really like it i do too and i, I think just in general this is a very um non-annoying era for ashley coming out of two years mm. of her being pretty annoying <laughs> so i'm excited to spend some fun times with ashley uh, i mean she has so much to do this season <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into that um ellie is still marco's beard mm-hmm. um so good for them they're getting some yearbook photos taken craig's out there taking Weird non-consensual photos, just as he does in They're every. Called, yeah, we call them candids. <laughs> they were kind of weird. It's like, ooh, I'm gonna take a picture of your waist, children, <laughs> children who are okay. in embracing. All right, okay. I get it. He's a kid too, but what? You're gonna put that picture of them in the yearbook? Is that what he's doing? Is it for no? The it's just for like him. He just that's like, weirder. Well, it's for like his like memory book. I don't know. Oh. I don't think he's taking. I don't think they're not that seedy. You're making it seem so salacious. Um, it's just I don't know. I, I if someone was taking my photos, I'd be like, hey man, check in with me first. Uh, Sean is now dressing like Slim Shady. I want to talk about this. This was really an interesting era, where just sort of all of a sudden the sort of white boys dressing like hip hop. Eminem. I mean, they're dressing like Eminem. They're dressing like Eminem. They're dressing like Eminem. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. Where did that happen? Is is it literally just because of Eminem? Uh, There's always been white hip-hop fans, but, like, I feel like this look in particular is very much an Eminem I mean, it's very, I mean, it's very, like, yeah, like, Detroit white kid. Yeah, which, Toronto, not far from Detroit. Um, Okay, that makes it seem uh, less forced, because I always thought it was, like, there is this weird thing with Degrassi, right, where they're always kind of trying to emulate what's going on in America at mm, the time, with, mm. like, Paige being a Lindsay Lohan, like, Laguna she Beach She wants wannabe. to live in the valley, yes. Yeah. yeah. And then I always sort of thought Sean was, like, a weird insert of a kind of, like, American kid trope into Toronto, but R- maybe they just have kids like well, that Well, he's there. gone from, like, greaser to, like, you know, now... That was the weirdness of the transition, M&M. I suppose. <laughs> But I guess it's kind of like when The Undertaker, the wrestler, stopped being spooky and just oh became god. a biker. <laughs> oh my that? god. My brother's so into wrestling. So <laughs> I'll he, talk to him he, about it. You should. Um, yeah, that was my era of, of Oh WWE. god, no. I remember hearing about The Undertaker all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, also, uh, JT's voice has finally dropped. Yeah, and I like his hair. His hair looks great. It's cute. It's yeah. I mean, it's very of the era, but it, he looks he looks. I good. mean, I love a shag. You love a shag, of course. Um, <laughs> Fancy a shag. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna insert as many more Austin Powers impressions into this episode as I can. It. You should do it. We're gonna have a counter. Uh, okay, so oh, but I do want to say one unfortunate thing about JT. Uh, they're asking him if uh, he's uh, if he still likes Miss Hotzlakos, and he's like. I do, but there's also the very tangy Miss Kwan. Did you catch this line? Mm, I did. That was rough. The 
the exoticization of yeah. East Asian women. Not, I, not I, good. I didn't care for that. <laughs> <laughs> not a good look, JT. You're still um, learning. But then also in that same scene, we got the first appearance of Chris. We're meeting some new characters. Yeah, we meet Chris Sharp, a character that will become relevant later this season. For a little. <laughs> for a little. For, you know. He's mm. another sort of underserved character who they kind of stick in there and they're not sure if he's going to become a, a regular or not. Right. We'll yeah. find out what happens yeah. with him soon. We'll, 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 we'll check in with Chris later. Um, also, just there's this moment um, whenever they're like finding out their homeroom teachers and Hazel like really wants like a hot teacher and Paige is like, <laughs> wait, I missed this. <laughs> oh, you didn't get. Okay. So like uh, Hazel is like, oh, I hope we get this teacher. He's so cute. And Paige is like, Calm down, girl. He's a teacher. And I was just like, foreshadowing. Oh, whoa. Okay, wait. Mind blown. Um, everybody who... That's kind of a if you know, you know. If you, if you know, you know. Very excited about I-F-Y. that. IFY. Do you think they were trying to get with that uh, old man? What was his name? Winston? or Oh, God. <laughs> the home ec teacher. It's like, ooh, I hope we get with him. He's such a dreamboat. <laughs> that's the one. That's yeah. the one they were referring to. Yeah. I wish I remembered. Or like Craig's dad's doppelganger. That oh, one. Oh, yeah. That was never seen again. Yeah, I mean, I guess he was kind of handsome. He was more handsome than Craig's dad. Uh, Didn't you think? I, mean, I thought Craig's dad was fine. He was just, you know, scary. <laughs> yeah, but I think maybe that's that's sort of what was appealing about that unnamed teacher that we can't remember mm. is it was all the uh sort of simple good looks of Craig's without dad. the menace yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh okay so in science class uh miss hatsalakos is taking attendance and she refers to emma as emma simpson which causes emma to like go on a tirade about how neither she nor her mom took snake's last name and they're strong independent women and miss hatsalakos is just like entirely unwilling to entertain yeah. emma's like soapbox like emma's like it even says it like one point she's like hello feminism, feminism? <laughs> and hatsalakos is just like I, this fucking girl. I really, I, I really like this scene. I think this is good, Emma. I like when she grandstands in this way rather. Well, because it's like it's like ways. annoying, and everyone knows it's annoying, and they're like, yeah. okay, whatever, you're being annoying. But the other thing I liked is she kind of like got up out of her seat and like walked <laughs> to the front of the class, and then she just didn't have anywhere to go. So she, <laughs> she just goes back to her seat. Back. Well, she, I could relate to that. That I've been in that situation where I'm just like all fired up, and I just kind of walk around. No, the room no she literally <laughs> just has to let off steam. Like yeah. she's like a toddler, just being like. Eh. <laughs> I gotta slam some things around. Also, she, like, isn't even, like, talking to anyone in particular, it seems like. She's just, like, mad. She's just literally yeah. just letting off steam. So, um... Also, like, okay, so I get that probably some kids know that her dad works at the school. Mm -hmm. I think probably a lot of kids in the class know that. Mm. But in general, just thinking back to your high school, middle school times, how much do you really know about, like, oh, this girl in my class's dad just got married? Like, how much... Like, you don't know. You don't care. No one knows anything about this. Shut up, mm. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares what your last name is. Like, literally no one. Anyway. I, get, I, I have at more... The same time, at the same time, I get why she's... Oh, I have more <laughs> thoughts about this, but we'll get back to... We'll, we'll, it comes up later. I get why it's important to her, but I am just like, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just asked was like, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Paige is dealing with really bad locker real estate. I'm and obsessed like, with this. Okay, okay. So so she Paige gets a really bad locker in what is like the ghetto, the locker it ghetto really of the high school. And <laughs> folks who are listening and haven't seen the episode, you're going to think we're being crass. That's exactly how it is portrayed. Yes. Right down to 
let's just say it, the kind of minorities as window dressing as like the background actors. There's literally two guys with do-rags in the back. And it's like, wait, are you saying that this is a seedy area because this is where the black students hang out? It was so weird. Well, it's also, it's like, it's like, okay, it's like, is there like a history of like locker redlining in Degrassi? <laughs> yes, like, this is exactly did, my question. How did, how did this like slum hallway come to exist? Why is this section, why is there an underserved community within, <laughs> within the your lockers? school? <laughs> within it's a so hallway? Weird. It was so weird. I was like, I don't under, like, I, obviously, like, I guess there could be like, Oh, this part of the school hasn't done renovations yet, or something. That would have been. Know. That would have made sense. It's just like they didn't explain it like that. They're just like, oh, this is the bad locker. This is the bad part of town in this school, and it was just so weird. It was a very f- and you know this is a trope. I think this is a very Saved by the Bell kind of thing to oh, do. Yeah, yeah. And I like that they're doing it, but we'll just unpack it as we revisit this B storyline. <laughs> it it is held together by the thinnest of strings i was entertained thoroughly <laughs> i will say i have a lot of notes but yes let's continue um, so Paige is like pissed obviously because her locker is like a dump or whatever uh although i will say like i'm not really sure how to judge like what a good locker is versus a bad locker as far as like the look of it like they just look like lockers i don't know I, it's impossible for me to talk about this without talking about what happened. Okay, okay, well, so we'll, we'll, we'll okay. Yeah, so Paige is pissed, and Spinner wants to get Paige a better locker as a four-month anniversary gift. So weird. This is Okay, well, this is, like, I guess what kids do when they're, like, I mean, young and in love, a, right? Four months is a long time. When for a high kid, school sure. relationship, right. So, I mean, like, I guess I remember, like, when my brother was first dating his uh, girlfriend, they had, like, a four-month or something like that. Sure, that's time. a while. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. It's fine, I guess. Um... <laughs> And then Emma is going through old yearbooks and she stops on a picture of a Shane McKay. And so then Emma tells Craig and Ashley, who are like, you know, eavesdropping, that Shane McKay is her bio dad. Mm-hmm. But all she knows about him is that he's like supposedly a doctor and she only met him once at his office. And then we get this like flashback Weird sequence. Weird flashback, This yeah. flashback sequence <laughs> when she's like three and there's like this washed out color grading with like this bright red toy ball that yeah, it's like Schindler's List. It's, it's like so I literally put down Schindler's List in my notes. It was very I weird. Was like what is going on here? This is so fascinating. Um, Man, the the director was having a great yeah, time. Yeah, they were just having fun. Uh, they just saw Schindler's List recently. They You're like, you know what? I'm inspired. Yeah. Um, also, Toddler Emma. Okay, I don't know if you saw this, but like, uh, uh, Toddler Emma looks. A lot like a young Elle Fanning. Do you notice I that? I can see that. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, is Elle Fanning? Did she have a minor role? Was she Canadian? The Fannings are not Canadian, are they? No, they're not. So I was like, maybe how did she to, do that? Maybe they had to like send her up there because she was like acting too much, like the child labor laws. So it's like, oh, you can't act anymore. <laughs> oh, but we can have her act if we take her it's to Canada. Loophole, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so then when Emma gets home, she confronts Snake over the attendance mishap with Miss Hot Sauce, and Snake's like oh well they know you're my daughter so i guess the front desk just put two and two together and um okay <laughs> this is where i'm like i'm not super- i want to talk about i'm so sorry this we'll talk about what's actually going on in the scene in a second but did you snake is painting a room in this scene yes yes, yes. you see all that paint on his face 
Yeah. How'd it get there? <laughs> I, maybe he and Spike had like a paint war, like happy couples do. <laughs> no, because Spike comes in later and she she is not dressed for painting. It was at earlier. All. I don't know. I don't know. No, yeah, no. She showered. I, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> he's just like dumb. Because <laughs> look, I've painted before. You get paint on your hands. Right. You don't get paint on your face. He's just like a klutz. <laughs> I don't believe it. He is kind of klutzy. If there was one little dab of paint on his cheek, it was like he had. If, no, it was literally like someone like. It was like he was a. Kesha backup dancer. Yeah. Like, he just had a lot of weird face paint. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how he did that. Um, anyway, continue. Okay, so I have... I'm just, I'm just getting lost in the weeds here, but, like, I'm not super familiar with how, like, the administrative aspect of the education system works or, like, how, like, they devise, like, the database of students or whatever. I'm not totally sure how that works, but I don't think they just, like, change Emma's name in the school system without a legal name change. I think, if anything it would be much more likely that she did change her name and it wasn't reflected. Right, in exactly. Yeah. But they wouldn't be like, oh, well... Let's just guess. You, well, <laughs> your mom married your uh, Mr. Simpson, so obviously you guys took his name, so I'm just going to like go ahead and change it. It's like, what? I don't know. Maybe there's a very like traditional old Canadian woman like working in the records office and was just like, well, they're married. <laughs> well... She, she better have <laughs> taken his name. The daughter, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Canadians talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, when they get old, that's how they sound. <laughs> I don't know. This is all just like an excuse to just get some conflict going obviously so whatever yeah. i guess i'm reading too much into this but um, it, it really didn't need to be there because when we see how it sort of thematically ties into what happens next it's like the thinnest of connections right well this is all just for uh emma to have a you're not my real daddy and you never will be like little pound cake moment yes, yes. <laughs> uh this is broad thought and it reminds me a bit of the wedding episode in the sense that i think if it was a one part episode it would have been a lot better mm. but we'll continue with that thought in mind mm. okay <laughs> um so emma tells her mom that she'd like to know more about her real dad this shane mckay figure and spike who last season speaking of the wedding episode last season said i don't like to keep secrets after keeping her pregnancy secret from snake spike is now like no i will not tell you anything about your father I don't, when we find out what's going on with Shane, I don't understand why it needed to be Spike kept a secret. Spike sucks. Can it makes no say, sense. Can we just say Spike sucks? Well, she's a fucking child. She had a baby when she was 16. She's and she went, 33. She, I know, but she she got emotionally stuck there, you know? Oh, I thought I figured she would, like, mature sooner because she had a child. Isn't that like... I think she matured sooner in, like, hard life lessons, but I think emotionally, perhaps, she... I don't know. I was just, like, I'm still just, like, I mean, obviously, I don't think the writers remember writing her that line also, last I'm, season i'm sorry i just said that if you're 16 if you had a baby when you were 16 like that i'm sorry i don't want <laughs> that sounded very mean we hate teen, <laughs> we hate you we hate teen moms i have to be so careful this episode there's so many things so many things um uh so yeah i don't know i'm just like i just think it's funny that spike is like i don't like to keep secrets and it's just like i'm not gonna tell you anything i'm gonna keep secrets and it's just like how has that worked for you so far spike how has it worked for you not well. Uh, so, Spike sucks. Um, 
<laughs> he fucking hates Mike. Okay, so later that day... Finally, Evan hates someone. I I'm know. So I'm so happy. S- her behavior in this episode is absurd. Um, okay, so later that day, Spike, Chitty Spike has her baby shower. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just so, so happy. Ma- I'm just I'm so, so mad at her for this. Um, I'm so happy. Okay, so Spike has her baby shower at Joey's, and then we get... I did not catch this until this most recent episode, this most ep- recent watch of mine. So we get a cameo from two more Degrassi alums. In Are the they scene. alums? I was yes. wondering. Erica and Heather Farrell, twins who were on the original series. No way. And they do absolutely nothing of note in the scene, but they're so here. So wait, is the midwife also? Yeah. Okay. No, the that midwife, was my next question. No, the midwife is just a midwife, but the two others who are there in that scene, twins who are on the show. Did they have any lines? They had a cut. They had like two lines. They were like, "Oh, like, they talk at the same time, like twins." Do. No, no, they did. Hello, they, good to see like, you. Spike. No, they were like, "Come play with us, Daddy." <laughs> um, so no, I don't know why. It's just like I guess it's just for like if you know, you know. I, I mean, but I guess I'm happy for the them, girls who get I'm, it. Get it. I'm happy for Degrassi super fans that they get that. Yeah, the, these beloved characters who I didn't know nothing about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then Caitlin. <laughs> this scene. Okay, so Caitlin meets a woman named Sydney. And Caitlin proceeds to just disclose her entire romantic history with Joey to this complete stranger and then caps it off with the news that she's like just moved back to Toronto. And she's like, well, who knows what'll happen? We'll see. I can't wait to reconnect with Joey. (laughs) And then Joey introduces Sydney to her as his girlfriend. I have two thoughts that seem at odds with one another. The first is... I was kind of, like, happy when Sydney walked on screen. I was like, oh, I, I kind of like this character. I, I think maybe I just like the actor. I think she's well cast. Mm-hmm. Um, frankly, and this is a mean thing to say, I think the reason I like her as one of the adult actors more than some of the other adult actors is she had to audition for this part, and she's not just on the show because <laughs> she was... <laughs> on the show when she was a child. That's just maybe a general thought. That's, oh like, a big God. general thought. Oh, my God. <laughs> but... That having been said, I was very upset how much time we were spending with the adults. We were we were with them for just a little too long. Well, we're playing like catch up, right? We're like we're just, we're setting we're 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 planting. This is the planting, and then we're gonna have some payoff later this season. I I guess I just mean it this way. There are certain episodes that are adult heavy, mm-hmm. like classic Degrassi character heavy, and I don't think those are usually the strongest episodes. And this is one of those, this right? There's like this is one that is very indebted to sort of like the history and the lineage yeah. of this show. And I'm glad like, eh. I'm glad it's there, and it makes me very curious to go back and watch the old series, which I think you and I are going to mm-hmm. do at some point mm-hmm. on YouTube. Look forward to that. <laughs> um, but for now, I was like, oh, this is kind of a kind of a bore. Well, I was just cringing <laughs> at Caitlyn's behavior. Like, why would you overshare like that to someone you don't know? Well, this don't is why know. I don't like Caitlyn. <laughs> I don't like Caitlyn in this scene at all. Actually, Caitlyn this whole season's kind of rough. This Oof. is what I'm saying! Oof. Well, we'll get into it. We'll you get into it. You finally turned a corner, and now you hate everyone I'm No, I just it. hate fucking Spike uh, <laughs> in this episode. Okay, um, let's keep going. Okay, so Caitlyn tries to recover from that uh, embarrassing faux pas by talking to Emma, but then Emma asks her about Shane McKay, and Caitlyn's like, bye! <laughs> Not getting into that again. Yep. So that night, Emma tries searching for Shane McKay on, like, Google, and then she finds a Dr. S mckay and remember she thinks he's a doctor mm-hmm. and so she's like got him what do you mean she thinks he is a doctor oh well yes of course he, he must be he must be yeah because she remembers yeah because there was that schindler's list we scene saw about the it. schindler's list scene <laughs> we saw the red ball um <laughs> so uh the next day at school emma tries to recruit sean to join her mission to find her dad but he chooses grade 10 shop over her some boyfriend he is 
<laughs> Imagine choosing your education over your girlfriend's harebrained scheme to find her dad. I mean, I, I was really curious about Emma's behavior in this moment. I was like, does she have some kind of, like, hyper uh, fixation disorder or something? Because she will just zero in on something, and it will, she'll, like, destroy her life <laughs> to, like... <laughs> like get to that goal and it happens almost every time it's an emma centric episode mm. she just takes a weird stand like where did this fascination come from well i mean just it's like, from looking at that picture in the yearbook that one second she's blowing up her life anyway we'll continue right um so yeah so he's okay so sean has abandoned her in her mission uh meanwhile spinner has a brilliant idea to get Paige her dream locker by getting several other students to trade lockers with him. And this was all inspired by uh, a very eventful game of Monopoly that mm -hmm. he played with his family. For me, it's more like in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, once you become adult Link, you can do the trade sequence mm. and you get the big sword. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there should be like a name for this kind of plot where like, I maybe there is, but like, I feel like there's like, Always this sort of plot in a lot of like TV shows or whatever, where like someone has to trade something for someone else, but they want something else until so you have There's to do this. There's a great like... Malcolm in the Middle episode about this, right. where Francis does this, right, yes. right, exactly. And I feel like it's a very common plot. Um, so I wonder if there's a name for it, but I couldn't find one. So, but uh, that's what's going on here. And uh, I want to say though, as someone who never used a locker in high school, and I didn't know anyone who used a locker in high school. Where'd you put your stuff? I just put it in my backpack. I just carry my. You backpack. have a locker. I've I literally had a locker since middle school. So we had lockers in middle school. I remember that was like, oh, we got lockers. We're, we've, we're grown up now. We're going to use our lockers all the time. I never used it. Oh. And then, like, I was just like, I'll just carry my stuff around on my backpack. Interesting. Like, I mean, maybe that's, like, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, scoliosis was, like, cool. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have done it for that Sunrise, reason. yeah. But um, <laughs> I remember that big scare. But um, I don't know. I just carried my stuff around because I was like, it's easier than making trips to my locker. Um. I don't know. This is all very amusing to me as someone who did not use lockers. Well, did you not like your locker because it was not prime real estate? <laughs> was that the issue? It was in the ghetto. It was not near, the, it was the, not near the girls' washroom. <laughs> yeah, it was not prime real estate at all. No, we just had, like, a locker bay. Like, all the lockers were in the locker bay. In middle school, at least. I don't remember in high school very well. Um, also, then we get this, like, as um, Spinner's, like, wheeling and dealing with these lockers... <laughs> We see Chris again, Chris Sharp, who, yes. who will be important. And he has, like, LPs in his locker for some reason. Yeah, you know how you take your CDs to school and keep them in your locker? Well, this kid I mean, I would keep them in records to school. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize you meant records. Yes. I didn't even see the records. That's wild. Um, okay, then I have no defense. <laughs> but I, mean, I did, I did like, they, they sort of bond over liking a similar, like, hip-hop artist yeah, for a moment, yeah, and yeah. that's what's gonna initiate this part of the trade. Right. And then, on his way out, Spinner's like, alright, represent, and just very quickly, <laughs> Craig kind of, or, not Craig, Chris, Chris. kind of, like, rolls his eyes. And I was no, like, that, that was a nice little moment. Funny. I was like, oh, that's good. He's like, oh, this white boy. Yeah, it was uh, pretty funny. <laughs> and so, through this scheme, uh, Spinner gets Hazel to trade her locker begrudgingly, she trades her locker. Why to was give his it face so Paige. close to her face? That was weird. Uh, he was trying to. It's your you girlfriend's know, best it, friend. It was, it was a tactic. Get your you know? cheek away from her cheek. She doesn't want this. You I kind of like it. It was, it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. I don't know. I thought it was weird. Who's putting on the charm offensive? Oh yeah, it's Spinner. Famous. That's why charming. it's funny. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. So back in a plot territory, Emma convinces Craig to join her on Operation Find My Dad. 
but when they get the address of Dr. S. McKay, uh, who opens it but a black guy? Mm-hmm. Who opens the door but a black guy? And so they're like, oh, Probably I, think not. We, I think we've miscalculated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're like, back to the drawing board, and they got more sleuthing to do. And so then they find an address for Shane McKay in Snake's files on his computer. I, uh, I, it, it, it's, it's that early 2000s like computer logic of, yeah, just go, go into his computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm in. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but he lives all the way in Stouffville, which is a place. That and it was exists. spelled weird. Yeah, it's spelled S T O U F S. Yeah, like, 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 yeah, it looks like, like, well, like, wait, how's Stouffer's? Is Stouffer's? I think it reminded me of Stouffer's. Yeah, Stouffer's. Um, <laughs> do you think this is where Stouffer's is? Maybe. Who, wow. can, who can say? I didn't do that half hearted research. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Stouffville, which is like an hour away from Toronto. So, you know, it's like a, it's a train ride. Um, and so, meanwhile, Spinner presents Paige with her, the locker of her dreams that he procured for her, and she is thoroughly unimpressed. Yes. And what happens next is she, she complains that the location is good, but the locker is bad. I to, mean, it's to which like I a... say, I don't know, paint it, you know, yeah, put, I... put some posters up. Yeah, beautify it. Make I don't it know. Nice. <laughs> like, it looked fine to me. Because but... what happens next in this B-plot <laughs> yeah. is they look across the hall, just right there. Jimmy goes up to his locker, which he opens with a, like, NFC chip, <laughs> yeah, which no, I didn't know existed Yeah, yet. what? Yeah, I was like, what? What's happening? And he opens it up, and it's all decked out with, like, paneling? It looked like metal, like, like, fresh car it's paneling? Like, yeah, it's like, freshly painted, I guess. I don't know. But uh, my question is... Why don't you get the same things that Jimmy has and put them on that locker? I get that money is an issue, but when this whole idea of, oh, we're going to get Jimmy's locker, so Jimmy's going to give you that fucking expensive lock with the NFC bracelet? Like, that's part of this deal? I mean, I guess I assume the locker, or the, the lock would work on any locker, right? I know, but if we're being told that what is nice about it is Jimmy's weird race car paneling and the nfc like oh i know what i'm saying right like that was not provided to jimmy jimmy purchased that and brought it from home because he's a rich kid right right so yeah well no like does he get like they're selling like the lock as like a feature of this locker and it's like no that's his lock you don't get the lock with the locker (laughs) yeah so i don't like why is that like a selling point i thought that was weird it was weird this 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 subplot's weird this whole it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense but i was thoroughly amused um it was pretty funny (laughs) so uh emma and craig they skip the rest of the school day and they hop on a train to stouffville and we get this like very cute little travel montage of the two of them yeah i always like craig and emma together i love their friendship they're they're a good little platonic friendship yeah absolutely i i like I think the se- the this show continues to be good for the next several seasons, but like I think this friendship does kind of get like lost in the the they kind of go the their separate ways, of yeah. like yeah of just all the drama that's to come. But um, we have this nice little moment, and I appreciate it. So they get to the address that they found on Snake's computer, and which appears to be some sort of like medical inpatient living facility Seems to be. yeah there's hospital n- nurses running around yeah and... and someone they just like waltz inside yeah. and like <laughs> there's no front desk <laughs> i guess they're like really understaffed or something i don't know and emma or and craig's just like go go upstairs i'll i'll keep watch and and that was a very nice and cool thing to do um of craig but also this is a horrible plan you don't you have so little information yeah <laughs> you just have a room number yeah exactly but uh luckily conveniently it says 209 shane mckay and she's like 
Which, why would it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, why would you want that to be just easily accessible? Well, so Emma finally meets Shane McKay, but he's not a doctor. He's <gasps> a patient. Bum, bum, bum. To be continued immediately. <laughs> yeah, very quickly. So, I, we, we have to be so careful. We have to be so careful this episode. There's so many things. Um, I, feel, I feel at ease. What are no, you, guys, I what are you wanted, trying to say? Was, no, what I want to <laughs> say is I okay I don't know which of the sort of symptoms of uh what's his name again Shane Shane I don't know which of the symptoms that he's demonstrating are ac- are accurate like correctly attri- attributable to a traumatic brain injury because we find out that's the issue mm-hmm but it seems like that gave him rage issues and like some obsessive compulsive tendencies. And it's like, does that happen with, I don't know. We have to be so careful. <laughs> I, I just chose for this episode. I just said, I'm going to stay in my lane, which is the, I don't know anything lane. But that's the thing is, I don't think the writers do. That's, that's my, no, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, I had, I had these same questions. Um, so we should just, okay. So, Part one, or part two, picks up immediately where part two left off, or part one left off. And so Emma is shocked to find that Shane is a patient with some sort of mental disability. And it really is just kind of a pastiche of random developmental disability tropes. Like, it's just a little bit of everything. That's definitely how it feels. Yeah. Right, which again, like I'm like maybe there's, but maybe that happens. Maybe there's I don't truth know. in this. I don't, I, I don't know, but it does feel like if oh. you are a brain doctor of some sort and you listen to our Degrassi <laughs> podcast, write into all about Degrassi on the Instagram. Yeah, please fact check this episode. <laughs> this twenty year old piece of Canadian programming. Um, okay, so Emma, uh, Shane wants her to stay, though he doesn't realize that Emma's his daughter. She just looks like his daughter. Yes. Um, but then Emma reveals her identity to him, and we have this like heartwarming but kind of like you know there's a you know there's sort of like an ominous energy to this you know pairing or this mm-hmm. uh, reunion because you know this isn't exactly what emma had in mind right yeah um, and it, obviously some secrets have been kept from yeah her. she has a lot of questions still yeah. so um but then uh switching gears to the subplot for oh a moment a whiplash of this <laughs> uh yeah i know uh so at school spinner asked jimmy for his locker to give to Paige, and jimmy decides to cut him a deal He'll give Spinner his locker if he admits to the school that he's a whipped beta cuck. My words. My words, not his. <laughs> but a, a relatively accurate paraphrasing, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah certainly. And uh, Spinner's like, dang, I'll have to give this some serious consideration. Would you... I don't know. Would the, If you had the, the exact history with Spinner that Jimmy has, would this really be that gratifying to you to make him do this? Yeah, to have him, like, castrate himself in front yeah. of... Yeah. Uh, I, Spinner's... I mean, Jimmy's, like, been a dick for, like, a several episodes now. Yeah. He's just on a dick He's, streak. I forget kind of how hateable he is in the early seasons. Yeah. And all this over the MP3 player still? Like... I think he's just holding a grudge because he can... After being, like, so mean about how poor Spinner is, too. It's just like, damn. Uh, I know. Okay, so back in back with uh, Emma and Shane. So we find out that Shane has suffered a traumatic brain injury of some, some manner. We don't get details. And that's the reason for his condition. 
Uh, so then when Emma leaves, Shayna has like a fit, which is like, yeah. And this is where I feel like it's pretty problematic. Like it's uncomfortable to watch. I'm sure there are situations where, you know, people have, uh, outbursts or fits or whatever, but you know, this is just a very, especially when the later scene happens, it's just a very unfortunate portrayal of people with traumatic brain injuries. Uh, I don't think most of them are. <laughs> a physical danger to us as is presented in this. Oh episode. my God. Oh dear. Okay. Oh, it's going to get worse. We're, it gets we're, way worse. We're, yeah, you think we're in trouble now, dear. Um, I will say, uh, as far as like the actor's portrayal, um, not as bad as Rosie O'Donnell in riding the bus with my sister. So there's that. No comment. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so Shane has a fit, but she um, a- Emma gives him her address to write to, yeah, so they can be in contact. And then at the train station, ugh, and the train station, train Emma station uh, coming to the train station. <laughs> um, so Emma is pissed at her mom for not telling her about Shane, which you know I think she's right to be pissed at her mom. Yeah, and Craig's but like, also I do want to say just. Ugh. I don't know if it's the writing or if Emma, the actor, um, I'm sorry. I Mary McDonald. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a acting issue or a writing issue, but Emma is just so unlikable this episode. <laughs> she's so smug and she's like making everything a conspiracy when it doesn't need to be. I mean, she's very whiny. Like she yeah. just has that Tim Burner voice, but like, she's also, I don't know. I'm no, like... but even when Joey comes to pick her up, by the way, you're fucking stranded an hour away from your home. So show a little gratitude to this man. He did not tell you any lies. He's doing you a favor. And he's like, what are you doing out here? And she's like, uh, oh, I came to see my dad. I love that moment. No, so, no. No, I loved it. It was, she was so, awful. it was so cunty and it shut him down so fast. It he was only like, shuts him down a little and as it should, because that's not an excuse for your behavior. And by the way, Joey didn't create this situation. I Don't love, put that on Joey. I love it. Cause I was exactly Ugh. like what I would do if I were in her shoes. Like that is exactly the response I would do. Cause I was really like, I came to see my dad. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hated it. <laughs> uh, I agree to disagree. Um, so, but no, I hate, well, okay, I didn't hate it, but I had weird thoughts. So, like, as Emma's, like, you know, pissed at her mom and is like, I hate her. She sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig's like, well, at least you have a dad. You have two last I checked. And I thought this was such a weird beat to have. Okay, because he says this, he says this in response to her saying, Craig, my dad is brain damaged her words yeah. uh, her words um and so he's like and then it's like well you have a dad and it's like well that's she wasn't i, like, I don't know I don't, i'm not understanding why he's taking that so personally like i almost yeah. feel like if anything what would make more sense or at least what would connect emotionally for me is her talking about how much she hates her mom and it's like well craig's mom is dead and it's yeah. like that makes more sense instead of being like well, she you know, like the whole dad. There thing. was kind of no. There was a, definitely a leap in the dialogue yeah, yeah, to like yeah, get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think honestly, it's just there because they're assuming you know some people are just joining us for the mm. season premiere. Let's tell them what's up with Craig. Well, and also like remember, Craig's dad is dead. Yeah, right. That did right, just happen. Last right, episode. and it did we, just happen. We should have reverberations from that. Right. So I guess so I, I didn't mind it for that reason. Well, it's like a callback. It just didn't like the emotional logic of it didn't really congeal. I agree. For me, I agree. Uh, it was just a, I don't know. 
and again, it just and it doesn't go anywhere. And it doesn't go anywhere. They literally resolve it like immediately. Well, Craig's not in the rest of the episode. Spoiler alert. He just spoiler. He just pieces out. Uh, which you know, he's like, "Fuck this." this <laughs> yeah, this has gotten way too messy for me. <laughs> I thought we were just going on a fun little train ride. Oh my god. He's like, "Oh man, now we've got like questionable representation of mental disabilities. Yeah. I'm not involving myself." Yeah, Jake Epstein was like, "I I don't like this portrayal. <laughs> I, write me out of the end of the episode. <laughs> you can use the shots you have, but I don't I don't want to be in the rest." Of I'll come back when Manny's showing skin. <laughs> oh, I, I saw what next week's episode is, and I'm so excited. I think the Degrassi fans will be as well. Okay, but they've missed the last train gasp until morning, and so they're forced to call Joey for help, and then we it have this... It's so bright out. Why can't I get a train back to Toronto? I know. It's like 3 p.m. <laughs> like, what? Um, but, uh, yeah, and then this led to the scene where, you know, you hate you hate it, but I thought it was fun. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, but, so then when Emma gets home, Spike is pissed as fuck, and then Emma storms off, and honestly, I... I mean, I'm honestly like a big Emma apologist this episode because I'm like, I don't see anything wrong with Emma's reaction considering the circumstances. Look, I think it's hard for me because honestly, I think Emma and Spike are two sides of the same coin in this Mm, conflict. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And sure, I guess if I had to side with one of them, I do think Spike should have been the adult and taken the emotionally mature step of saying what was up with Emma's birth father just at some point well it's, i mean now she i mean she's literally like 14 years old at this point and she asked the question and she it's asked like, the question now is the time to tell if, her if she's able to ask i okay my feeling is if she is able to ask the question and phrase it that and you know and choose her words correctly when trying to ask that question she's old enough to get the answer right so i don't know just a miscalculation on spike's part but she just like digs her heels in deeper and is like I mean, obviously, like, Emma skipping school and taking a train to Stouffville is... I can't you know. believe you were in Stouffville. <laughs> I always told you, you never go to Stouffville. <laughs> <laughs> You're never supposed to you go to Stouffville. You swore to me. <laughs> it's like the elephant graveyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More lion king for you. <laughs> um, okay, so in math class the next day, uh, this is a funny scene. I enjoyed this. Um... Oh, when he d- d- does so, the speech. Okay. So, okay, so, yeah, in math class, uh, Mr. Armstrong, he's like, can I get a volunteer to solve this equation? And, you know, Jimmy's, like, whispering in Spinner's ear, like, tick-tock, tick-tock, for, tick-tock like, my Mr. offer. Rick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so Spinner gets up in front of the class, and he announces in front of Jimmy, in front of Paige, in front of Mr. Armstrong, in front of God, that he has no backbone, he's spineless, he's whipped, he's a beta cuck. We've been new. Uh, and I Jimmy just... and Jimmy fulfills his end of the bargain. Yeah. But Paige is not happy at all. I guess I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard for me to care. Okay, well... I just think, like, I like this... I like the trading. I, I, even though it's stupid and makes no sense, I do like this like weird world where there's like one unattended to hallway in the school. Like, sure, <laughs> I it's love funny. It. It's, it's funny, it's and so I will weird. say, I will say, we talked about sort of how unfortunate it was that there was like minorities to represent that this is like a seedy area of the school. I will say, when they go back to that seedy hallway later, 
the background actor is a white girl who's like goth and has like a huge tartan kilt on. Yes, yes. <laughs> so okay, maybe I'm reading into it too much. There's also like a lot of goth styling this episode. Yeah. You, like look in the background, you're like, oh wow. Well, they had they thought that Ashley was still gonna be goth, and then she changed her mind. So they just had like, well, he had all this wardrobe, they had like a bunch of goth wardrobe to get rid of. <laughs> um. So later on, Paige tells uh, Spinner how humiliated she was by the whole ordeal. And Spinner's like, nothing I do is good enough for you. Meh. And yeah. so whatever. They're they're fighting. Um I guess I guess my issue is it was a fun little dumb story, but it kind of built up to nothing. Like I didn't think the speech was that funny. I didn't I didn't care. <laughs> That's fair. And the resolution no, is I just, very like, I, resolution is very I uninspired. enjoyed Mr. Armstrong's reaction to it. Sure. Because like he sure. doesn't know what he's getting himself. He's like, oh wow, spinner. You're, you're <laughs> okay, getting sure. up to the front yes. of class. That's great. And then he's like, oh my god, Jesus fucking Christ. Um <laughs> so I thought that was good. Um I guess I just wish he said something funnier. No, it's not funny. Like I have no backbone, like, okay, sure. I mean the students are like chuckling, but I don't know. If someone got up and said, I have no backbone in my school... I would just be confused. I, 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 exactly. I would be like, is he saying he's like a, a little worm? Like, is it a literal backbone? Yeah. Is it figurative? Does he I have a know. humiliation kink? Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Is he hard? Like <laughs> Again. <laughs> again. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so Snake finally gives Emma Shane's backstory in this, like, you know, big expo dump. Uh, and that his parents wouldn't let him be involved in Spike's pregnancy. And so then one night, Shane took acid and fell off a bridge, or maybe <laughs> jumped, it's unclear. And this is what caused his brain injury. It is just really funny to say he took, <laughs> he took acid, acid and, and fell, fell off, off a bridge. bridge. It's just really funny. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's such a, like, it seems like it's beyond parody, and I think it's just because it's a relic of the old show that it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, the acid fell off well, a bridge. I mean, well, that's like, that was, like, the story you always heard about, like, oh, don't do acid. You'll think you can fly yeah, and fall totally. off a building. Uh, no, the only thing that happens when you're on acid is you want to stop being high and you can't eat because you're too high oh that sounds awful it's pretty bad <laughs> i i've never done acid because i'm uh, I was, mushrooms I, are better i got scared by the jumping off a building story it worked <laughs> well i promise you that's not true <laughs> uh, I, 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 you will just be hungry but food uh, will be gross to you it's that, the that, saddest that thing. also sounds terrible no thanks um so the moral of the story uh don't do acid kids otherwise do you might mushrooms they're better for you <laughs> you might have a traumatic brain injury and It'll be bad. And don't not if it. you're a, a minor. I, I hope no minors listen to this podcast. So Don't listen to us. Don't listen to us. Stay in school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't go to Stouffville. Don't go to Stouffville. <laughs> we keep um, telling you. <laughs> and so we also find out that that doctor's visit, the Schindler's List mm -hmm. flashback from Emma's memory, was of her visiting Shane in the hospital, not yeah. the doctor. It was kind of an unreliable narrative. Yes. Yeah, yeah it's very, it's very Rashomon. <laughs> it's a Rashomon moment. Um, Rashomon, Schindler's List, all the greats. The, <laughs> uh, okay, so back at Spike's home, uh, okay, so this is when the episode really takes a turn. Um, yeah. <laughs> I forgot how wild this episode gets. Okay, so it back turns at, into a lifetime movie. Like, let's just say it. The, the rest of the episode is, is a, a lifetime, lifetime A bad one. A bad one. An exploitative one. Yes. Um, okay, so back at Spike's home, she answers the door to find who else but Shane. And it's like, okay, who let him out of the hospital, first of all? Because they made it seem like he was how under lock even, and key. How did he even get there? Because the bus from Stouffville stops running <laughs> the train, at, at 2 The train stopped yeah. running. How did he get there? 
Um, so I, I don't know. These answers, we, we don't get answers to these questions, yeah. but um, he's here. And so Shane is upset to find out that Spike married Snake. Um, so many S names. Uh, I know. It's and, annoying. <laughs> and uh, I understand sometimes why uh, my boyfriend is confused by Spike and Snake. Um, I'm confused by it. I am confused. You know what, Daniel? For the first time in my life, I agree with you. It is confusing. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to love that. Uh, so, uh, and so when she tries to reach for the phone, he snatches it from her. And yeah. so suddenly this episode is gotten very dark yeah we've um, got some domestic violence here it's unfortunate and when she tries to get shane to leave he goes on a rampage around the house breaking things yeah uh again very nice. unfortunate portrayal very yikesy yeah i yiked um <laughs> and so after this little episode spike tries to grab the phone from shane which upsets him further but luckily, Emma arrives. Well, okay. I'm so sorry. I know okay. we're in the middle of a big dramatic moment, but we skipped something very important. What happened? At the end of the conversation in the hallway where we get the LSD exposition dump. Okay. <laughs> Snake. You're like, wait. So we have to go back and talk about this. Snake flips a quarter like a like he's two-faced. It lands like he's, in... like he's tipping a shoe shiner. <laughs> yes, exactly. In the 1920s. Here's a shilling. <laughs> yeah. And it lands in Emma's hand and he says, "Give your mom a call." And I was like, "Wait, she has to use a payphone? She can't use the phone at the front office?" Yeah. So then I figure, okay, she's going to go across the street to the bus stop and there'll be a payphone there and she'll use that payphone. Mm -hmm. There's Two payphones in the front lobby of the fucking school. Oh, that's what weirded you out? Oh, I thought it was... That was point. crazy! I, I don't know. Did they not have payphones in school? I don't know. I have no idea. I worked at a school. I never charged a kid to call his parent. I mean, I just think, like... I mean, I don't know. I... I this is like payphones. Are I so, literally like, worked the front desk of the dorm, so kids would come in. Sometimes they weren't even dorm yeah, students, is, and they would say, "Can I use the phone to call my mom?" And I would say, "Yeah, I don't want to talk to you. Talk to your mom." Right. That is weird. That is <laughs> this weird. really weird. Well, it's weird. What that, if like, she needed something important? Well, it's weird that like, mom, I need my insulin. Oh no, I need twenty five cents to keep this phone <laughs> call going. Like what? Well, it's weird that he wouldn't just be like, "Here, use the office phone." Right. Like I'm a teacher. I and I have a relationship. Go with into you. my classroom and use the phone in that room. I understand. Okay. I understand. So yeah, there's the there's the attack going on. Okay. Um, yeah. Shane is attacking. Yeah. We have everyone. we have, we have uh, yeah uh, an attack is going on. Uh, after this little episode, Spike tries to grab the phone. Shane gets really upset. He yeah. smashes more. Mm -hmm. It's all it's all not good. Shane smash. Shane smash. But luckily, Emma arrives in time just as Spike is going into labor for real mm -hmm. this time. What if she? What if this was also a <laughs> she drill? Was like, this is a drill. <laughs> <laughs> she arranged Shane to come. Yeah. That's how Shane got there. Yes. She was like, "This is a drill." We need to be sure that we can have a baby in even the most unpredictable <laughs> circumstances. Even if your dad comes, you're not. Not expecting it <laughs> he has brain damage yeah oh, oh god. god okay so uh so then uh meanwhile snake is catching bugs with a net that was so wild and, and he was also saying okay we have to be so quiet as we're going up to the bug and he's like four inches away from it like you you don't have to tell them to be quiet you're already at the bug Swing the net. Well, and then Joey. Okay, so Joey is at the school. Why was he at the school? I forget. Okay, so Joey's at the school. I guess because of like Craig, like the skipping school thing. Maybe he was like because he's talking to Principal Radich, and then Principal Radich is like, oh okay. Because then Principal Radich finds out 
that Spike is going into labor. And so then he tells Joey, and then Joey tells, I'm just like, why did we need this, like, extra sequence of events that you know, culminates in a bug-catching <laughs> expedition? Whoever wrote this episode loves sort of trading sequences between characters. Yeah. And in this case, they're not trading a locker. They're trading information. The information <laughs> that the Spike is trading. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, and Spike, or, or uh, Snake, is, is thrilled to get the news, yep. and so he rushes home to view his Spike. He abandons Liberty in the woods. Yeah, he hugs her, and he's like, okay, have fun in the ravine, you guys. I gotta go deliver a baby, because my crunchy granola wife wants a home birth. Um, so Spinner's little, okay, meanwhile, wrapping up this subplot, Spinner's little locker scheme gets shut down by Mr. Raditz due to an arbitrary rule that says students have to switch lockers to the school No, this is office. true. This is true. This is true. Yes. I don't know. We didn't We didn't use lockers. I didn't you, know. You are... Well, because, like, imagine if there's a locker check. They need to know whose locker is what. Oh, my God. That's right. Locker checks. I don't oh. think we ever had a locker check, but... Oh, I, I remember those. Yes. Yeah. I never... I know. It was never subject... I mean, I never had to deal with it because they use the, a fucking locker. Yeah, that is the reason. If you ever wanted to change your locker... Gotcha. It was okay. That makes sense. Okay. That, okay. Okay. That... Yeah. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> Everything else in the Everything episode. else I stand by. But this, I'm like, you know what? That's fair. Um, did your research. Okay, so Paige <laughs> and Spinner have, like, this little heart-to-heart where Spinner admits that he feels like a loser and he's not good enough for Paige. And Paige apologizes for being demanding. And all is well in the world of Spage. Yeah, um, it was a very boring resolution. It's like, it's this is sort of like the, like, Will they will they make it like this is like their first challenge as a relationship okay, is like sure. what we're getting at. And yeah, so okay. like out of this, they become like because they don't have any issues for like a long time after this. This is like the they, we have this little fight. But then after this, like Spage is going strong for a long time. Um, well, something happens in the next couple of episodes. To Spage? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Are, really? Wait, a, well, it, 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 we'll get to it. <laughs> okay. I don't remember this. Um, we'll get to it. <laughs> okay. So Spike is deep in the throes of labor and she apologizes to Emma for not telling her about Shane. Um, and then Snake bursts in and his wife is on the floor in labor. Shane is on the couch knitting. It's the midwife the, the, that we met before for five seconds. She's is there. she's back. The house is in complete disarray. It's very weird. Um, but Snake is like, okay, I'm gonna go along with this. Um, I feel like it's already very dangerous to have a home birth. There's like broken glass all over that room. <laughs> <laughs> like they just made a huge. I know. Mess. It's like maybe. Do you want to go to the hospital? Are you like, sure? Are we yeah, married to this yeah, idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Are we sure? Yeah. Uh, so the staff from the hospital take Shane back. But not before Emma gives him a photo that Craig took of the two of them together. Oh, that's nice. Non-consensual photo. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then Shane is never seen again. Nope. <laughs> so, um, and by the way, this is one of... And I looked it up because I was trying to figure out some information about Shane. This is one of the few Degrassi alum characters that is not played by the same actor. Really? Yep, they recast him. Oh, really? So probably the person who played that character before didn't act anymore or didn't resemble the character anymore. Mm. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I w- I'm wondering if, like, maybe they got someone who's, like, has a, no. a disability. I doubt it. That's probably to be giving too much it. credit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, we never see Shane again. No, nope. we never see him again. She's fine with it. Uh, but Emma has a new brother now, so 
who will make background appearances for seasons to come. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show, Jack. Uh, We got a bunch of new characters this episode. We got Jack, we got Sydney, we got Chris, and I guess that's it. Yeah, that's well, and Shane, but he's not a new character. Sh- well, yeah, we got a new old character. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, this episode, um, wild, a wild ride. <sighs> really, really takes a swerve at the end there. You know, I'm going to say a couple of things that, again, might seem at odds with each other. Okay. This episode is uh, garbage, <laughs> but... I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's it's messy. It was pretty fun. But I love mess. Yeah. So, um, does this episode go there? I think if the portrayal of the sort of developmental disabilities was a little more, um, I don't know, just less um sensationalistic, you know, a little more true to life, I think it would have gone there. Oh, you don't think it goes there? I don't think it does. Oh, I think it goes there. No, I think this is just I mean, soap I think... opera nonsense. I thought this was bad. Yeah, and, they always, and Lifetime movies go there. They do not. They do. Not, you can't go there unless you're, like, actually saying something, you know? Like, they're trying to say something, but uh, it's so I thought, off-base. I fully disagree. This episode goes there. I wish. Did I, do I wish it went there? No. But <laughs> it did it go there? Yes. Should it have? No. Producer Brimp, if you did indeed watch this episode, why don't you go ahead and break yeah, the tie Yeah, be right the tie-breaking vote break the here. Be the, the Kamala Harris uh, to the split Senate. Um, okay, what did you learn today? Ooh, we haven't recorded uh, in a couple weeks, and I forgot that we do this at the end of the episode, so let think me fa- think about Think it fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. uh, yeah, I, you go first. Steve. Okay, um, <laughs> I learned that Stouffville is a place mm-hmm. that exists. Um... I also learned, uh, I mean, I guess I already knew this lesson, but don't do acid. You, you'll get a brain injury and jump off a bridge. <laughs> you'll jump off a bridge and then get the yeah. brain injury. Well, you might fall. We don't know. Yeah. I guess you could die. Mm-hmm. You could also just die. <laughs> I learned uh, today that um, there's a very, very old lady who works in administration <laughs> and has very traditional views about marriage and knows quite a bit about Emma and her life. And maybe she's been watching this whole time from the sidelines. And she is the one who changed the name to Emma Simpson. Can you do her voice again? I forgot what it sounds like, <laughs> but I think it was this. Okay, I, real real quick, I know we're running long on time here, but um, okay, do you remember a Nathan for you? That lady who's like, I can do accents. And, <laughs> I haven't seen and this. You haven't seen Nathan for you? I, I like him in theory, and I did see him walking up Sunset the other day. Oh. But, um, no, I have not seen it. Oh my god, watch Nathan for you. Just okay. whatever. I will. Nix this. But I did guess. I sound like one of them? No, but she does a, a Canadian accent and her Canadian accent, and she's like, oh yes, Canadian, yes. It's very similar to British. <laughs> um, and then Nathan is like, I'm Canadian. She's like, oh, well, you sound normal. <laughs> oh, okay. And I know we were just about to say goodbye, but, you know, we. Got a bunch of new followers on the Instagram ever uh, since the Lindy West episode. We did? Yeah, thank you, new followers. Um, thank you for listening. And just real quick, I'm going to bop in and uh, see if we have any new user questions. Oh, yeah. In the inbox. Um, we got a message from Casey Rom. Uh, they said that Lindy West was the greatest surprise. Please bring her back for every season finale, or at least uh, one iconic goes there episode per season. Absolutely. I mean, if she I, is willing. She's a busy lady. We'll mm. see if we can get her. Every season seems a little ambitious, but I think she will definitely be a friend of the show going forward. I'm really glad that you enjoy her appearance, Casey. We enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and I think we'll... You know what? 
Evan's a little shy, but we might have more than one guest per season going we forward. We just might. We might talk him into it. <laughs> um, we have a message from Gabriel with a G, and they say, Hi there, listener from the UK here. I've never seen an episode of Degrassi, but I love your podcast. Okay, we do have people who don't watch the show and do listen. I love this. Oh my god. Well, I mean, I guess I, I need to get uh, more explain specific. who Snake and Spike are, <laughs> like, every episode now. Uh, it's, uh, it's great, easy listening for when I'm doing illustrations. I wanted to ask, will you ever bring back your fashion moment segment? Loved hearing your thoughts on, uh, Naughty's nostalgia, like dolphin jeans, belly button glitter, and red cowboy boots. Looking forward to more episodes. So, I will say, um, I feel like the fashion going forward gets less exciting as, like, that Earth, those first couple seasons, because it's so indebted to the, the, the late 90s of it all. Yeah. The, the Y2K. Um, I but will say. But there is a certain hat coming forward in the future <laughs> that we will definitely do a fashion well, for. <laughs> next, well, the next episode is a full-on <gasps> fashion okay, moment. Okay, I'm really glad. Uh, Gabriel, I think you're in luck. We will do a fashion moment we will, next episode. I, I will say, we will definitely be, it may not be a regular segment, but anytime there is a notable fashion moment, we will bring it up. It will come to your attention. Um, and just, just for you, Gabriel, in this episode, Emma wears a peasant top that took me back to 2003, and I appreciated that. Yes, I, I did like that. Um, final question uh, from a person named Simply Tim. They write in and they say, hey, y'all love the podcast. You keep my Degrassi wet. Um, Degrassi <laughs> as coined by past guest Bombay. Uh, here is your listener question. What is both of your OTPs slash favorite ship? And is there a popular ship you really don't like? <gasps> oh. I'm obviously on record saying that Manny JT is my favorite ship, but I'm going to try and think of a second favorite while Evan talks just to give a new answer. Okay, so my favorite ship, we're, we're going uh, forward in time a few seasons. Um, my favorite ship, I think, <sighs> I always used to say that it was Palix, which was Paige and Alex. Um, yes, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, and I still, I'm not sure, I mean, maybe on rewatch, I'm, maybe it's, it'll stand the test of time, maybe it won't, but like that was always historically my favorite ship. Um, I don't know. I'm a sucker for sapphic relationships <laughs> on this show. I just think they're some of the best. I also am a huge fan of like a crack ship, I suppose. But uh, there's Folly J later on, uh, Fiona Holly J, which is sure, which That's is kind cracky. of a fun one. Yeah. Um, what else? My my speaking least of Holly J, I'm gonna say Miley's favorite. Declan and Holly J can get boo. the fuck out of no, here. No, boo, you're boo. wrong. I no, hate it. No, boo, you're wrong. I hate that knockoff gossip girl bullshit. I hate all of that. Oh, no, you're wrong. I like them. Okay, fine. Uh, I also like Sav well, and Holly J, though. I, yeah. I love Sav and Holly J, too, though. I, Holly J's... Oh, my God. I, I, I want Sav like, with anyone. What a beautiful man. And I can uh, say I that do not want he, Sav with Anya. Absolutely not. No, that was gross. <laughs> They're it, bad for each other. But I think it's not weird to say that Sav is an attractive man because he's fully, like, 21 in the first season that he's Yeah, and he's fully hot. And he still is, like, fully hot. He's a very hot If you look at him now, it's like yeah you're Ooh, yeah. still and you got it going on um okay my least favorite ship hmm you know i like again like when i was a teenager like watching this show i like in real time uh eclair was like the yeah. bane of my existence for like a few years running but eventually i really softened on them and i really kind of like they, they mellowed out and i mellowed out with them and I so, like them together 
on my last rewatch, I got further than I had ever gotten, and they were kind of in a weird gray area. So I'm curious to go back and see what happens with Eclair. They, I mean, that's one that changes a lot. I'm trying to think of, like, what is actually my least favorite. Um, you have five seconds to choose. Oh my god, no! You did this to me earlier! You haven't said your favorite! I already did. What was it? I don't remember. <laughs> no, you said you, that's the end of the episode. You said when you hated with all neither, neither of us have to say anything. No, else. I have an answer. I okay. have an answer. Okay, I fucking hate. Uh, I don't know. If this is a popular one. I hate uh Peter and Mia. Fuck that. Fuck them. Peter and Fuck anyone. Mia. Yeah. Oh, I kind of like Parsi. Oh, I love Peter and Darcy. <gasps> The, we can't, I can't wait. Uh, we're, we're, I'm so excited. You're making me really upset. Like it, I want to just talk for ten more minutes and yell at you. But no, we're gonna save it. We're gonna save it for when we get to those seasons. Tim, uh, I've given you a lot. So thank you're you, Tim. Thank you, Tim, for the question. Thank you to everyone who wrote in. Um, if you have written in and I have not uh, answered your question, just write in again. Sometimes I miss them. And thank you for those who are writing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Bye. We love you. Do you want to say anything else? Uh, school's out. That should be our sign-off. Why didn't we say that before? We'll do say it now. School's school's out. Perfect. Till next time. Great delivery. Make it a sound drop so he never has to say it. Have a fun long weekend. Okay, bye everyone. Love you all. Bye. Bye.